What's up everybody? Travis Murphy here, host of the Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show. We've talked about flipping houses, cash flow and passive income in the past. Today, we're going to drill down on cash flow and how to calculate it to help you get started on your path to financial freedom. Welcome to the Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show. Be sure to check out our website, theinvestnest.com and start learning and earning today. Thanks for joining me today, everybody. Before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you're new to real estate investing, there are a ton of terms that get thrown around like principal reduction or cash flow. But today we're going to drill down on cash flow and how to calculate it so that you can educate yourself, analyze deals to get you started on your path towards financial freedom. All right. So what is cash flow? Cash flow is the net income or net return that an individual investment property will provide. You can think of it as profit just to keep it simple. And what does that mean? It, it means the difference between the total rent collected, or which would be your gross income, and the cost of owning and managing that property, which you could think of as expenses. So the difference between your total revenue, your gross revenue, your income, and your cost of owning and managing that property, your expenses, would be your net return or cash flow. And this is usually calculated on a monthly basis. So you can determine how much money that investment property is either going to make or lose each month. So now you know what cash flow is and what it means. Next, we're going to talk about what factors go into determining the cash flow or calculating the cash flow of a property. Uh, the first one being the estimated rent. Now, you may be buying a property that already has a tenant and is already being rented, which would establish that rental price. But that doesn't always mean it's accurate. The rent may not have been raised in a while. So you're going to want to find out what market rents are in that specific area. We've talked about in the past building your core team to help you invest in real estate. One of those team members being an investor friendly realtor. That's a great place to start to determine what market rents are. He can check comps in the area and help you determine what rents are going to be, what they should be, and what you can expect to get for rent on your property. Another great tool I use is called Rentometer Express. It's a free app you can download, uh, and it's a great tool to get estimated rents. You're always gonna double check it, but it's a good tool to plug in a number when you're running an analysis on a property. You put in the address and the number of bedrooms, and it's gonna give you what the estimated rent is in that market. You can also check sites like Zillow, Realtor, and you can see what things are renting for in the area. Compare whether you're looking at a single family or a townhome or an apartment and the number of bedrooms. Get an idea of what, what's out there that's being um, advertised, and that should help you get a pretty good idea of what you can expect for rent. And so once you know what the estimated rent of a property will be, we can start talking about what costs are going to be associated with owning and managing that property starting with your mortgage payment. Unless you're buying the property with all cash, you're going to have a monthly mortgage uh, a monthly mortgage payment. If you're already working with a mortgage broker, they're going to be able to give you a pretty good idea of what your monthly payment's going to be based on how much money you're going to put down as a down payment, uh, what the current interest rates are, um, and several other factors. And another quick method I like to use is a website called mortgagecalculator.org. It's a free site, a free tool, and it allows you to do a mortgage calculation estimates. There's two ways to do it. They have a residential and a commercial. 
the residential lets you plug in what the estimated um, insurance will be and the property taxes so you can see it all in one payment the commercial you just put in the principal balance of what the loan will be and the interest rate and it gives you the monthly payment of principal and interest alone uh, and i have links to both those in the description below and the show notes I personally like to use the commercial version so I can just get the payment for the principal and interest and then I can plug in the uh, all those other factors that we're going to talk about in just a minute separately. So just as an example, you can see put the loan amount in. Here we're using 500,000. Next is the interest rate. It's being pre-populated at 5.8, but you can change that depending on where you think your rate will be. The next item to plug in is the amortization period or the term of the loan. And this basically is just the number of years that the loan will, it'll take to pay the loan back off or how many years the loan will be calculated over. So we'll use 20 years for this example. The balloon payment we're not going to talk about today. It basically just means that if there's a payment of the full balance of the loan due prior to the term, that's what a balloon payment is, but for right now, we're just gonna plug that in at the same as the term, so 20 years. We hit calculate, we see the mortgage payment for principal and interest comes to around $3,500 on a $500,000 loan um, amortized over a 20-year period with an, at an interest rate of 5.8%. And on a side note, you can adjust the number of years uh, that it's amortized, either higher or lower or more years or less years. And this is gonna change your monthly payment, which will have a direct effect on your cash flow. But keep in mind, when you adjust these, it will likely cause the interest rate to adjust, um, in turn causing you to pay either more or less interest on the loan over time. So now that we have the mortgage payment, what, now, what else do we have to uh, factor in? Property taxes. You can usually find the property taxes for a specific property by going to the county website. It might be a little difficult to find on there, but if you do a little uh, searching around, it'll be there, I'm sure you can find it. Um, a lot of the times, if the property is listed on the multiple list, it, in the listing itself, it will include what the annual property taxes are for the property. Uh, and again, if you are working with a realtor, um, he or she will be able to find that information out for you. They'll be able to tell you exactly what the annual property taxes are for a property. And taxes are usually due um, either annually or biannually, but I like to factor them in on a monthly basis. So take whatever the total annual tax is and divide it by 12. That way I can see how it affects my monthly cash flow. And if, the prop if you're getting a residential loan on the property, uh, most likely the mortgage company is gonna escrow your tax payments anyway. So you're going to be paying into escrow on a monthly basis. So they will be coming out of your cash flow monthly regardless. And mortgage companies do this to prevent any delinquent taxes uh, from occurring and any liens being placed on the property. So most likely if you have a residential loan, taxes as well as insurance are going to get escrowed and you will be paying them monthly regardless. And with that being said, that brings us on to our next item, which is uh, property insurance. And this one's a little bit more difficult to get an accurate estimate without actually getting a quote from an insurance company. I typically, if for a single family dwelling, just to get my numbers going and get my analysis going, I'll factor in $100 a month or $1,200 a year. It's going to vary state by state. It's going to be dependent on the property or the house itself, how big it is, how expensive it is and then what your risk threshold is as a property owner, how much of a deductible you wanna have, um, and several other factors. So without getting an actual quote, I plug in about $100 a month in the payment. 
but make sure before you go through with purchasing of a property, you're gonna wanna get a quote and know exactly what that insurance payment is so that you're you know, prepared to have that payment going out every month against your would-be cash flow. You can check bankrate.com. Again, link down in the description and show notes. Um, and this will give you an average of insurance per property in whatever state you're in. But again, there's so many other factors that go into this, it's really not gonna give you a true um, estimate of what your insurance is gonna cost. So for now, we're just gonna go ahead and use $100 per month. On a side note, you're gonna to wanna to make sure before you actually do purchase a property that you do get an insurance quote. So right now, we're just talking about analyzing a deal, so we're plugging in some estimates to get a, a snapshot if, to make sure that the property cash flow is enough um, based on our estimates that we're gonna to wanna to pursue buying it. But once, if you decide to go through with actually buying the property before you pull the trigger and close on the loan, you will and most certainly get a, a quote for insurance and you'll know what that, that hard number is. And again, this a lot of the times will be included in your mortgage payment. So banks typically will include the tax payment and the property insurance payment in your mortgage payment and they actually pay that for you. So they'll pay the taxes and they'll pay the insurance and they do this to ensure that the property is always insured and never goes without coverage in case something happens and there's no policy in place to protect them and to make sure the taxes are always paid. They wanna make sure the taxes are paid and no liens get placed on the property. But not all banks do this, so you are gonna to want to make sure that whatever loan you get does or does not include insurance or taxes. Um, in particular, the taxes, because if the taxes go unpaid, there will most certainly be a lien placed on your property and it can be very costly to get that removed. So what, for calculating purposes, I like to keep it separate, but when you're actually going through with buying a property, you wanna make sure to know whether the mortgage or the bank is including taxes or insurance in your monthly payment, and if they are not, you need to make sure you're paying them. So now we have the mortgage payment, property taxes, and insurance. What else do we need to factor in? Well, if you're not gonna be managing the property yourself, you're gonna hire a, a property management company. And they typically charge around 10%, give or take, depending on how many properties you have, have the cost of the, of the property or how much rent it's collected. But we're gonna use 10% for our calculation. It's pretty standard. Now this does cut into your cash flow, but if you don't have experience with property management or you have a full-time job and you're just getting started in this, a, a good property management is more than worth the money. You're gonna to wanna to vet them, check their references, be comfortable working with them. But once you find a good property management company, it will make your life much easier and again, be more than worth the money. So a couple of other items to consider um, in your calculation is utilities. Who's gonna pay them? Are you paying the electric? Are you paying the water? Are you paying the cable? Or are you gonna charge those to your tenants? So you're gonna to wanna to make that determination ahead of time so you can factor it into your cash flow. For this scenario, we're, gonna get, we're using a single family home, so we're gonna assume the tenant or your renter is gonna be paying for the electric bill, the water bill, the cable bill, and the phone bill. So you're not gonna pay any utilities. Another item to consider is if it's in a community that has an HOA fee or a condo fee. Uh, this typically is not included in the rent price or the rent, the rent collected, and it is paid for by the owner, unlike the utilities. So you need to find out if whatever investment property you're purchasing, 
is in a uh, community that has these fees and factor them into your calculation for cash flow as well. So we've talked about the main uh, factors that go into cash flow with the majority of investment properties, mortgage, interest, insurance, utilities, property management. But there are other things that are out there. So you wanna make sure you look at all the factors that could potentially come into play with owning your investment property. Two quick examples of these would be trash removal, if that's included in the community and your HOA dues, or snow removal, if you're in an area that gets a lot of snow, and if that's included or not included with your management fee. And on top of all that, you're gonna also wanna factor in repair and maintenance and CapEx. Repair and maintenance is just regular wear and tear of a person living in a property. Things break, uh, things start to leak, and they're gonna have to get fixed from time to time. And the other item is CapEx or capital expenditures. And these are bigger ticket items that need to be replaced on the property or improvements to the property, such as a roof being needing to be replaced or a furnace needing to be replaced. You don't obviously do this monthly. They come up at unexpected times, but to get a true snapshot or estimate of what the cash flow of the property is going to be, we factor that in on a monthly basis by using a percentage of the rent collected. And we do this for repair and maintenance as well. And another item to factor in is vacancy. If the property doesn't have a tenant in it, that means you're not going to collect any rent that month or for how, however many months it is vacant. So we factor in an item called uh, vacancy loss, which is used as a percentage um, and that'll you know give you something to offset that potential vacant uh, property uh, on a monthly basis. And so that pretty much sums it up. Now you know how to calculate the cash flow. You take the estimated rent and you duct out all the costs of owning the property and managing the property that we discussed, the mortgage payment, the insurance, the taxes, the utilities, the property management company, vacancy loss, repair and maintenance, CapEx, and anything else you can think of. You back all that out and you're left with the net income or profit, which is also the cash flow. Now you know how to calculate it, how can you use it? When you know a property's cash flow, it's a critically important metric when evaluating the investment's return potential. So return on investment, cash on cash return. These are all different metrics when evaluating an investment property. We will go into more depth of these topics in future shows, but now that you know how to calculate the cash flow of a property, you'll be able to build off of that when analyzing your deals. So I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Understanding cash flow is a tremendously important component to real estate investing. It's a very simple way to analyze a deal, but it's also a very important one. And now you know what cash flow is, what it means, and how you can use it. You can start yourself on your path towards financial freedom today. So get out there, go join the investnest.com and get started. If you enjoyed listening today or watching on the YouTube channel, please be sure to subscribe below. And I wanted to close out today's show with an inspirational quote. The only limit to our realization of tomorrow will be our doubts of today. Thanks for joining me, everybody. This is Travis Murphy, your host of the Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on the Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show. For more information, visit theinvestnest.com.